It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and... Well, I'm always excited on Sunday mornings to be able to spend some time with you here on 94.1 on your radio dial where we talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. It's it's just an exciting thing. This is show number 1085. Today, we have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and that's worked out real well over all these years, and um, I'm always excited to have guests in the studio. As you know, I took a July, and we did a lot of repeats during my camp week and everything, but uh, kind of back on track, and I have a young man here in the studio with me. We're going to get to know him a little bit. His name is Elijah Zucky, and he is from West Yes, sir. Brother Elijah, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Now, if his, if his voice sounds young, because mm-hmm. <laughs> when I first met him, yeah. and he said, well, I'm the children's pastor, and right. you're a children's pastor at Freedom Church yes. here in yep, Tallahassee, correct. I thought, well, you could be one of the children. Right. <laughs> I get that. It's so funny. I make this joke. I'm I'm. Kobe Bryant's number, either 8 or 24, you guys have to guess. It depends on the day, maybe. <laughs> so I, I'm 24, but I might look like I'm in my teens some days, most of the days, almost every day. <laughs> but you are old enough, you've been through Bible college. Yes, yeah. And, and, uh, and God brought you to Tallahassee, mm-hmm. Florida. Yes. From Wisconsin From to Wisconsin. Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, where was the college at? Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So from Wisconsin to Minnesota mm-hmm. to Tallahassee. Yeah. So you went through two cold states. Yes. And then it was one of the days cold. you just 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 came into your mind and says, you know, I don't have to freeze every winter. Right. <laughs> I don't have to be in misery every single day for at least six months of the year. Right. And and the thing about it is it in in uh, Tallahassee, being here in in North Florida, uh-huh. we do have a little bit of winter. It mm. usually lasts yeah. a day or so. A day. Wow. <laughs> I so think long. last year it was a day and a half. <laughs> wow, that's record breaking, I feel like. <laughs> and I say, if you have to do winter, mm-hmm. this is the way to do it. That's the right way here. to do it. That's what I always say. You know, winter for Christmas, snow on Christmas would be perfect, but then that's it. That's, that's all it. I want. I'm with so. you on that. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Kentucky, so I know a little something about yeah. cold. I, now, I would imagine Wisconsin's probably a little colder than Kentucky. Mm, yeah. But cold is cold. Yes. And when it chills your bones, it's time for me to get back to Florida. It's time. <laughs> so when we go to Kentucky for Christmas, a lot of times my wife would pray. She said, well, what? I want snow. I want snow for Christmas. And everybody up there would go, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. It. <laughs> but we say, it's fine because we're going back yeah, to Florida. <laughs> we'll leave the snow here, and, and then we're going to go back to warmer yeah. weather. <laughs> I remember one year, this has been uh, years ago, and we were just married, and I had this old car. And uh, I should have drained the radiator mm. because I didn't have antifreeze in it. Oh, no. But 
I thought well, I'll do that when I get to Kentucky. So I did. I got it up there, and when and when because uh, I knew I wouldn't be going anywhere for a f- couple of days because mm-hmm. the Christmas holidays and all. So I drained the radiator, but I did not realize that the water would stay in the heater core. Oh no! So it totally ruined the heater core. Oh, so man. we're having to come back. <laughs> And it turned off really, really cold. Uh, and we're driving from Kentucky near Lexington, head down toward Nashville. We're just okay. freezing in that car. Oh, no. So it wasn't heating at all. No, it wasn't heating at all. Oh. And so I uh, found out, I told my wife, I said, you know, we are approaching this thing totally wrong. I said, we have to start thinking positive instead of right. negative. So I started saying, I'm hot. <laughs> And so we really played it up. And we, uh-huh. we took our jackets off. So, man, we're, oh. we're burning up in this car. <laughs> it worked. Wow. Did it? Yeah, really? because, well, well, one thing, when you get a little further down, then it starts getting a little warm. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but we survived it, see. Mm-hmm. But it tells me that I would rather have a warm winter in Tallahassee. Yes. <laughs> I love going to Kentucky, mm-hmm. but... I don't want to be there when it's cold. That's genius. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> now, do you still have family in Wisconsin? Yes, and, uh, I do. Now, do you get back there often? Um, So, I just moved to Tallahassee two months ago. Okay, so you're brand new. So, yeah. I haven't been back there yet, and it probably won't be for another year. Um, Maybe maybe around New Year's. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. But now, you told me that you did an internship here. I did. So, you've yes. been here before. Yes, I came here last year of 2021 and interned at Freedom Church and just really fell in love with the people and and the kids and all the all the people they just took me in and made me feel like family and then when I left and I was praying to ask God where do you want me to go and where his calling was that Freedom Church was on my heart and I really did it's a longer story but that's how I felt called to go into uh, go to Freedom Church okay. and be the children's pastor now is this new for the church to have this type of position? No. no. So they have they have a children's pastor right now, which is amazing because I get to work with him, and he's transitioning to be to be the executive pastor at Freedom Church. Um, he's also so I do have a connection why I interned there. He's also my uncle. So okay. That's my that's <laughs> my connection. Go. So like I was really looking for someone who could mentor me. Um, Pastor Larry Perry, he's amazing, and he has so much wisdom, and he's the perfect person to just uh, just learn from. And and that's I think it's so important as uh, someone who's going into the ministry for the first time is just to to learn from from people in authority and and just to, so they can mentor me. So that's huge. And also Pastor Perry Dismore, he's my uncle, and he's just amazing too. And I get to learn so much each okay. and every day. But a children's ministry is that your call for a yes. lifetime, or is this a period of time? Um, that's very interesting because right now. I, that's my focus, children's ministry. Okay. And um, I could go into, if you wanted to, like how I got called into ministry. Yeah, um, so it's a, I wasn't called into ministry right away. Like I was already going to college for three years. Oh, I went really? to a tech school in Wisconsin first 
just to get generals out because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. And then I'm like, you know, maybe music. I have some background in music. So I transferred to North Central University in Minneapolis after two years of going to tech school. And then I went to North Central going into music for one semester. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Then I switched it to music production. And then I'm like, oh, this is okay. So I went to a kids camp after that summer, one year going to North Central. And the kids camp speaker was speaking and he was and he was preaching to the kids. And I'm like, you know, what if what if I did that? What if what if I preached to kids and and told them about the love of Jesus? And I really started to think about that. And after thinking about it, I felt God calling me into yeah. ministry and and I was like, man, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. So I talked to my mom. I called my uncle who's here because I knew he was in children's ministry. And like, I feel God calling me to go into children's ministry. And they all said, oh, we knew that. Like, this oh, really? is what you're supposed to. Yeah, people like there's hints all the time, like saying, are you going to become a pastor? I'm like, no, why would I do that? And uh, so after that three years I switched my major to Youth, Children's, and Family Studies at North Central University because it was a Bible college already, so God kind of already knew, I feel like. And after three years of switching my major, I finally graduated this year and and then um, got hired by Freedom Church, and now I'm the, the children's pastor after just three years of being called into ministry. Do you have a particular age that you deal with? Yes, I do fifth grade through all the way to like a baby you know we do i'm in charge of nursery i'm in charge of preschool we have a preschool at freedom church that i do chapel i did chapel today and we just talked about jonah and how god's mercy is for Uh, the ninevites and jonah got upset i did not realize that freedom church had a had a preschool yeah how how long has that been a long time um for a while now as far as i remember Mm -hmm. i think and we just and it's been going really well and Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, you mentioned the tech school. What mm-hmm. was a particular area that you were involved in there? It was uh, so I was I was working at home. I was living at home and working and going to tech school. And it literally was just for generals. I just took generals like math, science, you know, okay. geography. Because when I think of tech school, I yeah. think about a, a specialty, right? Of some and, kind. Yeah. and it was, but they had this new offer called like liberal arts, so you can transfer. It was okay. for to transfer, so that was my whole plan at at. The, the whole time of going yeah, to so it gave you a, a time to process through yeah. that and to, mm-hmm. to come to the reality of where you maybe leave now what kind of music do you do do you play do you sing <laughs> well it was for mu- it was for singing so okay. voice performance um, and voice I love to do theater growing up and, and musicals and I, I I had a minor in theater um, when I first went to North Central but uh, I eventually didn't get a minor but I do know that's. I want to use that for kids' ministry. Well, absolutely, that's what yeah. I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. To be able to uh, to do music with children, they love music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you play anything? I I started off playing piano, but I'm not good enough to do a lot. And then I feel like I didn't work hard enough. It's definitely my fault <laughs> for that. And then I started to pick up a little bit of guitar, and then then I played uh, percussion and band. Um, there's a whole story in how everything. Um, you know, t- 
turns out. But yeah, I end up I'm very mediocre at all of it. And I would like to pick up guitar eventually so I can lead. I was small, thinking that because with children, guitars yeah. work real well. Yeah. It's kind of hard to carry a piano right. when you yeah. want to go to some kind of an outing. But a guitar, you can take that with you and mm-hmm. play and sing. And the children respond to that very, very well. I, I had a last summer at youth camp. My niece's husband came, really, and uh, he brought his guitar. And him and her, they they sang to those, with those kids. Mm-hmm. I just watched that interaction. Yeah, and I thought, that is really good mm-hmm. if you can play because kids, boy, they they love to, to sing those action songs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where they where they're jumping, they're dancing, and they're getting excited. So, yeah, I've always wanted to play a guitar. Me Never too. mastered it yet. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can, I can work on the frets. I can do that. Oh, really? But the strumming, yeah, I have not the figured pattern out. and everything. Yeah, is tough. <laughs> yeah, I, it, but some people, mm-hmm. it's just natural. Yeah, they don't even think about it. They right. just could have asked. I had a, a guy named Jeff Davis on the show not too long ago. And I asked him, I said, tell me how you do the strumming. He said, I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it just happens. <laughs> it's just, but for me, evidently, it was not natural. Right. Maybe yeah. it wasn't meant to be. Because yeah. I also thought this after I said that to him. I said, now, had I become a guitar player and I would be singing, then I'd be wanting to sing gospel music. That means I'd have to be traveling everywhere mm. to go sing gospel music. Yeah. And I wouldn't be on the radio, more likely. Right. So... God yeah. had a plan. <laughs> God has a plan. He always does. He's always with yeah, me. Yeah. Now, we got to know each other mm-hmm. at an event uh, done by the SCA. Yeah. And uh, you and I both have an appreciation for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Mm-hmm. And so, we met at the uh, flagpole at Leon High School. Mm-hmm. And so, that's quite interesting. Uh, something, well, I think God has birthed something yeah. here. <laughs> right. So, how did it go from your perspective? I thought it was awesome. I mean, it's crazy how, like, I even ended up at at Leon uh, High School and at the flagpole because... Literally just today we were talking about this, and then and then Jonathan came, uh, one of the FCA uh, directors, and t- and brought this to our attention. Yeah, he came to your church. church. Yeah, he came to our okay. church and started asking us and seeing if we could be a sponsor, and and they're like, yeah, there's we're actually meeting. Uh, at tonight, you know, you want to show which, up? Which explain to the audience now. We're we're airing this on Sunday morning. Okay, we're pre-recording this on Tuesday night. Right. So okay, on Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. which is the day before the Leon County Schools right. goes back into session. Yeah, and so we went to the schools. Mm-hmm. To pray, yeah, and uh, that's like that's where we met. Mm-hmm. And I had been over to um, Kate Sullivan and uh, uh, what's the other uh, the, the uh, Co- uh, Cobb, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Cobb praying, yeah. And I, I met a, a lady there, and then we both came over to Leon, yeah, and uh, other locations around the county. Mm-hmm. They were doing the same thing yesterday and today, mm-hmm. praying for these schools. And I yeah. thought to myself. When this first came to my attention, I said, why have we not been doing this all along? Because it really does make sense, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. To go in. But what had happened, just so the radio audience will be aware of it. Now, if you've been listening to 94.1, which is the station we're on now, Uh you may have heard the interview that Brother Apple did with my son Joshua, Mm. who kind of picked up the banner on this thing. Because basically, the way I understand the story, there was a local teacher 
a principal mm-hmm. of a, one of the schools, and she wanted to have prayer at her school over the school before it started. And somehow or another, that got into social media, and she was shut down. Mm. Told she couldn't do it. Yeah. So when my son heard that, he said, okay, we'll, we'll do something about this. Yeah. So he put the word out the best he could through FCA. Right. And then some of the other uh, websites and things picked mm-hmm. it up. And some of the people who were there with us tonight at Leon right. got it through other means. Yeah. And then uh, so we've had this prayer. But the thing about it is that we go and and you think that everybody would want this. Right. <laughs> because yeah. we prayed a hedge of protection about the school and all these wonderful things. Mm-hmm. I thought it went very, very well myself. Yeah. And, uh, it did. It was awesome. Like we went and walked around the school and prayed for it and that God will will be there and send revival and that he'll work in the students and that bondage will be broken and that people will be freed from sin and and it's just uh chains will be broken so like yeah we do believe like we need to be in the communities we need to be in the schools telling people about jesus because people need to be saved people need people are lost and they're hurting and they're they're suffering and they're going through so many different things so yeah it's so important fca is so important and the thing is is that uh if you think about a, your child, when they go to a, like a high school, mm-hmm. if they're a freshman in high school, the things that they will they will encounter that is so different from any life that they've had to this point, I think the more you can get the presence of God in there, right. the more positive it's going to be. Yeah. Because there's a lot of forces at work. Oh, for sure. Just as I was just there at Leon, and I just think, you know, there's the football field down there, and they got it all fixed up, and it looks all so pretty. Yeah. And I think, oh, that's going on. Then there's going to be the band's going to be going on, and then the course is going on, and you got all these different classes, and all these. I mean, there are so many activities that goes on right. in a school like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, God, we need your presence here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is kind of a heads up. Mm-hmm. Uh, look out for next year because uh, I have a feeling this is not going to be the last time this is going to take place Yeah, in our community. And l- next year, if I know my son, <laughs> he'll have this thing a whole lot better organized because he was kind of flying by the seat of his pants sure, <laughs> this yeah. year. But I told him, I said, well... You learned that well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because that's the way I run most of the, <laughs> of the time. Like so. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he loves children and young people. That's awesome. And so he's kind of followed my footsteps right. like that. But then again, so do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you've come to Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. You stepped in this role, children's pastor, Freedom Church. Yeah. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Or so, what did you do? <laughs> what did I do? Um, so, uh, what we do at Freedom Church is we have Sunday services. So, you're wondering about like what we do on a normal like Well, what or, is, you, you, you've taken on a role. Yeah. Okay. As, as children's pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that include? Okay. So, we have a ministry team. So, all these, this team is of high school students really so every wednesday we meet at 4 30 and we teach them and and give them training on how to help us with the ministry team and then we prepare for sunday we have a whole service we have songs we have a lesson games and whatever to put a good service for the kids the kids ministry the children's ministry there so we our major focus is um 
uh, Sunday service um, for all the kids that come and we can have a great service and to help them encounter Jesus and have a good biblical foundation. We're going through this whole time of teaching them how to open up their Bibles and find scripture and read it because we know it's so, so important right now. Yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah. So that's so important. So that was one thing that we're working on. And then we also have Wednesday night services where there's Ranger kids, there's Royal Rangers and there's stars. And we have that ministry. We have junior Bible quiz as as well. And we think that's so, so important that they're in the word of God and learning and memorizing so they can hide it in their heart. Um, And then we have the nursery. So overall, that's kind of my job to make sure everything's run smoothly, smoothly, that we have workers, we have helpers. I'm there to mentor and help all of the other people to succeed as well as um, making a great service and being there for the families and to, to mentor the youth students and to help children know that there's a Heavenly Father that loves them and mm. to help them have a relationship with Jesus. Um, so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot of things. We're we're brainstorming right now, coming up with new crea- crea- curriculum and uh, just writing new things. And I'm excited because um, I love video making. Um, that's kind of my past. There's some things I, I wish I could share about, like w- what's on my heart, um, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about my family. I have 12 siblings. Whoa. Massive family. (laughs) Yeah. So all all biological. My mom gave birth to 12 babies and one was a stillborn. So there's 11. And then we, my mom and dad adopted two. Um, of our cousins just, so, just didn't have enough children so. yeah I know it seemed like whenever someone would leave we would get a foreign exchange student to come stay with us it was it was crazy that's amazing yeah so did you have a big house we did we grew up in a, a old schoolhouse where my grandma went to school really yeah it was so cool um, so it was like a three room schoolhouse and so in the middle of nowhere like our town didn't even have an address. That's how small it was. <laughs> we would say we were half of the town, about 30 people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So we had to drive about 10 minutes to get to the nearest town, which was about a 500 uh, people, which is still really small. That school had to consolidate with another school. And that's where I went to school. Um, and my dad ran a logging business. Okay. And he would log, and I learned how to run a chainsaw like at 14. Really? really? And now, 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 where do you fit in the. I'm the eighth child. You're number eight. Yeah. Oh, so you're the middle child. Well, not quite yep. the middle child. That's 12. It'd be six. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I was considered like more the the older part of the second half right. would say we it's it's kind of a funny thing we say my mom had two litters and i was part of the second <laughs> half of the, so it's it's funny wow. um so and then at the time um my we my dad got a, a machine called a processor to help cut down trees faster and we can make more money and everything and it ended up actually blowing up like Two weeks after he bought it and that caused us to go into debt Uh-oh. and we were not very very wealthy growing when i was growing up and one i remember one birthday where my birthday is always around taxes and we oh, never no. could pay our phone bill <laughs> around that time and my mom had to 
invite people to my birthday party with the newspaper because we couldn't like afford to call people so that's a little bit of background lots of kids right. lots of kids in my family and we just didn't have a lot of things so it really taught me to appreciate and share things which is really nice and then when i finally i was homeschooled until i was 15 and then when i went so i can i wanted to play sports and and go into theater and sing and everything and that year when i was going to school as 15 my dad got leukemia oh my and he he had to go to the hospital i remember getting the phone call saying like you need to come home right away and and when i got home they told me like your dad has to go to the hospital and and driven two hours away so we can go to the best hospital that that can you know help with this the process and and he ended up being in the hospital for six months and um he ended up passing away when i was 16 oh my goodness so yeah that's that's kind of why there's like a, a burning passion now for ministry yeah to let kids know that they have a heavenly father right. so whenever they're going through hard times whenever they even if they do have a good father figure it's so so important to yeah. know that and you being God, number number eight yep you had children that you were helping yes, raise because i was the that was the <laughs> yeah. oldest um give you love for children i was yeah i was yeah. the oldest oldest person living out oldest child living at home when my dad passed away because wow. my older sister moved out well, right what did then. your family do after that i mean he was the main support for the family yeah, my mom was a stay-at-home mom so what did you, how did you survive um we it's funny because we just kind of lived off of social security that he you know was able to make while working wow. and um we had a lot of handouts we had a lot of we got money we got food from this place of uh, food pantry uh, it's called the brick and it's interesting because it seemed like like money wise we kind of were almost more well off because we were not very we were pretty poor on that side of things um but because of the social security we had actually a check coming in wasn't very big but it was something Mm -hmm. you know um so that really taught me and and gave me a heart for children going through hard times and yeah and that's my that's my mission and to help kids who are going through things and to now, did you give all them a purpose raise a garden and that sort of thing did they have a garden we we kind of did not not enough to like uh-huh. provide yeah. that's just one of but the, you were out in the country right yeah it was more woods woods so okay. like yeah so there wasn't <laughs> so if you weren't cutting we, the trees down yeah, there was we, no income we like yeah we like the <laughs> cut, cut trees down and we would hunt that's how we actually got okay. a lot of our food oh, well. I shot my first deer at, when I was 12 years old. It was the only time I did. I, um, so, <laughs> so, we, so you were living off the land. Yeah, we kind of were the best you fishing, could. hunting. Now, now, how did your mom do as far as, this is so much on her. Yeah. I mean, is, was her health good? Was she able to? to yeah, I mean, she's she's pretty healthy. Yeah. Um, she, she had a hard time. There's a lot of things that. Um, she had to go through and yeah, we I were mean, going through and you can see that in some of my younger siblings there's a yeah. lot of voids and there's a void in my heart for sure and I had thank the Lord that God was working yeah. in my heart well and, to lose your dad and, yeah. and, and, and then have all of this uh, 
I mean, this is a lot. I mean, to yeah. lose your family it's, with all those children and things mm-hmm. like that. It reminds me of a book. Have you ever read a book called Cheaper by the Dozen? Uh, yeah, I've heard of the, <laughs> the movie. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the guy's name was Gilworth was mm-hmm. his last name, and he was a efficiency expert. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he tried off his theories on the on the family. <laughs> and he had everything all lined up. Right, yeah. yeah. Everything all lined up. And uh, it was a really good book. And then there, there was a sequel to the book called Bells on Their Toes. Oh, okay. And this had to do with as they, as they got older. Uh-huh. And it was really a fascinating book. But when you're dealing with 12 children, right. you got to get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Because you got to get them all bath. You got to feed them all. And you got to do this two other times a day. Right. It's, it's wild. It's <laughs> yeah. hard to yeah. keep track. But I can see your, your love for children mm-hmm. as a result of this. Yeah. Because when you're the oldest, mm-hmm. you're, you're going you're gonna to have a hand in raising them little ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. You know? Definitely with my younger siblings, it, I pray for them so much. Yeah. And, and I, I'm the, I'm their biggest cheerleader. I want them to do well. I want them to live for the Lord. Yeah. So many things. And, and it hurts, I guess, when they're not in. So, yeah, that's, I want them to succeed. Especially so now my they are, siblings. some of them are still pretty young. Pretty young. Yep. I have one, uh, one sibling left who didn't graduate. My second youngest uh, brother, he just graduated okay. and just is kind of. So they're all, except the ones who are still in school, they're, they're out in life now. Did any, yeah. any of the rest of them go to college? Um, a lot of them did, and a lot of them didn't. It's weird. So I had one sister who is a missionary now. She's in Africa. Really? And yeah, she's actually itinerating right now. So she's going to different churches and, and raising money to go back. She's been there for five years and everything. Um, so she's, she's, She's she went to college and everything, but a lot of them now are moving back, which is crazy. I'm I just left and now they're moving back, which is like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing that? But um, so yeah, they're all moved back and they kind of have their own uh things, and a lot of them are starting to have children. I have over twenty nieces and nephews wow. now. I, wow, I don't even know. I it would be bad to like try naming them all. Yeah. Like, but just tough. think about this though. Your your mother and your father have raised these children, and you've gone to college. Mm-hmm. They're all in life doing well. Yeah, it's ama- It really is an amazing story. Yeah. I hope that she's going to write a book someday. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> all this, but let's talk about your, the faith aspect mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, you grew up in the Assemblies of God mm-hmm. churches. I mean, did you always been assembly? Yeah. yeah. So I bet I grew up in the Assemblies of God. So I grew up with uh, just. Going to church, my, my mom and dad knew it was so important to go to church, and we were there like every Sunday night, every Sunday, anything, anytime the churches were open, prayer meetings. Right. Um, it was really cool to really teach now, me. How much impact do you think that had on the family? On the family, a lot. I could say for me, um, right now I didn't appreciate it, or then I didn't appreciate it, but now I really do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's built a firm foundation because now I want to go to prayer meetings. It's crazy to see, like, me looking looking back at the time when I was, I don't know, 15, 10, I wasn't, I didn't want to do that stuff, but now I'm there. I'm at the <laughs> prayer meetings. I was, that's how I met Jack because I was at a prayer meeting praying for the school because I know it's so important how important prayer is. There you go. It makes a difference. <laughs> well, see, the thing about it is that you see this uh, effect that, Church life, when, when you raise your family in church, it mm-hmm. makes a difference. It does. And uh, I see it in my own children. My, my children are all grown now, mm-hmm. and I've got grandkids. But they talk about the influence of church and church camp. 
Yes. Uh, we used to do a thing called Sunfest, which is a big youth conference. They'll, they'll tell me, my kids will tell me, my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell me, they say, hey, these things had a big impact in, in their lives right. when they were when they were young. Yeah. And uh, um, when you live in a pastor's home, you're living in a fishbowl. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So having those uh, opportunities to go away to camp and things like yeah. that had a big effect in their lives. So I'm just, I, I take this opportunity to say to the radio audience, if you're not in church, you need to be. Right. You need to raise your family in church because it makes a huge, huge Massive. difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think about a church that has the opportunity to have a youth or children's minister. Mm-hmm. That's unique. Not every church has that. Yeah. To have somebody who, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And of course, like you, you've talked about your, your responsibilities is not only to, to teach and minister to the kids, mm-hmm. but to coordinate yes. everything that yes. has to do with youth or children's ministry mm-hmm. in your church. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, it's we don't we're we're not like just sitting around. We get busy. <laughs> no, I tell you, I can tell that just just listen to you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell the radio one as you're listening to the gospel on the radio talk show. And thank you for tuning in. I hope that you do this every Sunday morning. We're here at 94.1 on your radio dial, the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King and uh, uh, Brother Elijah Zilke. How did it? Yes, that was great. A lot of people butcher it, but you you hit it right children's, on the Children's pastor at Freedom Church is my guest today. But as you know, if you are a regular listener to the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show, Pastor King, oh, he just loves this old gospel music. This is Ernie Haas, and signature sound is called Clear Skies. No, it won't be and signature sound here on the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Uh, I like listening to this group, but I, I love mm-hmm. seeing them in concert. I've never seen them in concert, but I've seen videos. Right. And uh, Brother Elijah, you'd like them because they do choreography. Whoa. I mean, I'm talking about these, these guys. They wear these beautiful suits. Really? And oh, they got it all. They got I enjoyed watching the video that I saw. But uh, I asked Brother Elijah about Southern Gospel music. Mm -hmm. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't know whether he was real sure of what I was talking about. That's not real Southern Gospel. Oh, it's That's that's kind of a mild variation. If you want a real Southern Gospel, you have to hear a group like New Tradition or Uh uh, the uh, Pilgrim. yeah, the Pilgrim Pilgrim group or something. Anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, they they do uh, mm-hmm. bluegrass uh, and then they have a lot of twang. <laughs> yeah, I I need to like on my way home driving. I need to play some music, yeah. some Southern gospel music. Southern gospel. Cool. I'm gonna get you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you hooked on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, everybody has their niche, and it just works for me. Mm, it just yeah. does. So anyway, if you like Southern Gospel music, then you're going to want to join me every Saturday night here on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour of, uh, as I say, the best music in the land. (laughs) Southern Gospel style. Join me. And then Monday through Friday, 
I do the daily broadcast. That's a teaching of the Word of God, 11 o'clock here on 94.1. Mm-hmm. So that's all the radio stuff for you. I'm also a pastor of Freedom Road. Mm. Not Freedom Church, yeah. Freedom Road. Freedom We're on Road. Capitol Circle Northeast. And the storefront there is 720 Capital Circle, frcm.us. You can check us out on the web. Come and worship with us. We'd love to, to meet you and uh, have you a part of our worship service. You can find this show and other shows as well on the podcast. It's show number 1085 with the brother Elijah Zelke, minister of children Mm -hmm. at uh, Freedom Church here in Tallahassee, new resident to Mm -hmm. our fair city. So you have not yet experienced Seminole football. Well, no. During the interim time. Were you here during the football season? Nope. I left right around August, um, right before the games were about to start. Well, now, are you a, a Badger fan? I am. Okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> Lord will forgive you for that. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, please forgive me. <laughs> no, I was telling him that I'm mad at Wisconsin because they played my Wildcats here a few years back for the, in the Final Four of basketball. They beat us. Mm, You're not yep. supposed to do that. Yeah, I remember. See, it was great. <laughs> in Kentucky, we think that our Wildcats should always win. <laughs> but so do the Seminoles yeah, in, right. in Tallahassee. No, uh, Tallahassee is a... Uh, I'd say it's a big little town. Yes, you've got, I would agree. You've got everything you need, but it's not so huge. Mm-hmm. Like you go down to Tampa or Miami, heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. And when I, I was down in Miami back in the spring for a spring conference, <laughs> when we were leaving, I said, I am so happy to be leaving Miami. No, no slam on Miami. I just like. Tallahassee because you could drive from one end to the city to the yeah. other and actually see countryside again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, and you also get the joy of being in a, a climate. Now, it gets hot here. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Summertime, it gets hot. But once you get through September, from September back up until about May, this mm. is the place to be. Oh, I can't wait. It's just wonderful around here. I'm excited. It's a temperature, and you can, you can go out and work in your yard at nighttime, which is I do. I, I put up spotlights. I'm out there working in the yeah. it, Oh, it's just glorious. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> so now you uh, here, mm-hmm. you're kind of getting yourself acclimated yeah. to to the city and to your what you're doing. You're feeling real good about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you been able to meet uh, other youth or children's pastors from other churches and kind of make some connections there with some of that? Yeah. So I was able to, it was such a blessing. Um, we had kids, children's camp at like a week right after I got onto staff. So I was thrown into right away. I, w- I went to the youth camp and then I went to the kids camp. So I was just running wild. Wow. And, but, <laughs> Even though it was difficult and tiring, it was so worth it. It was perfect so I could build relationships and have life experience with the kids already, like right away. And then I was able to meet so many uh, children's pastors, people that live in Tallahassee. There's one at Generations Church and there's one at Transformations Church that were there and in even more in Mariana. So it was such, such a blessing to meet them right away and, you know, just make connections so, so you have a, um, you're talking about the camp, you had a, a youth camp 
mm-hmm. which is for I guess for the teens. Yeah. And so now this is all through the assemblies of God. I mean, yes. they, they have the two different weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting. It's it's a different way they do it. So they start off the youth camp, so teens from Sunday to Wednesday, and then. On Wednesday, like afternoon, all the children come and they're there from Wednesday to oh, Saturday. So they I believe. split the week. Yes. Okay. So instead of having a full week mm-hmm. of camp, you have like a half week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a unique concept. Yeah. Because basically, you're renting the youth camp for a, a week. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it different. Right. Yeah. So now, the, the camp that I do, which is CYMI, mm-hmm. and this is what we did with the Open Bible Churches too. We ran both camps side by side. Oh, I mean, the both camps were going on in the same facility. Really, we fed them at the same time, and uh, but they had their own chapel. Each camp has their own chapel services. They have their mm-hmm. own. Uh, I mean, like uh, the camp that I did, I'm usually the director of the seniors. Okay, and then then I have somebody else who will be the director of the juniors, mm-hmm. and, and it's amazing how well it works. I mean, it's yeah. just two camps just running side by side. Smooth. And we've been doing this for years, and it just it just works so well yeah. that you forget that you've got two camps going on. Wow, here. that's and, uh, really cool. Yeah, and that way they they were both able to be there for the entire week. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you, we get down to the end, we bring them back together again. We have our award ceremony because we have team concepts and yeah. all this sort of thing. So we had different uh, speakers. The juniors had theirs, and the seniors had theirs, and. and uh, it's amazing how well it works. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And and the thing is. Is it? It's like you'll find this, and you probably already have. As time goes on, you'll you'll develop a team yeah. that just work with you, mm-hmm. and then after a while, you just get to where you just flow together, and, you, mm. and, and these things just happen. And I'm, I'm surprised that your church was able to go ahead and do that, even though you weren't in place yet, because yeah. like I said, you got there just as mm-hmm. somebody else is already organized. We're going right. to camp. Yeah. And I guess that was your uncle probably. Right, yes. Yeah. So I'm so thankful. There's a structure there and I don't have to like figure everything out on my own. So that's it's such an amazing blessing that I can just learn and just run with it. They right. they built that and then they're just gonna give me kind of the keys and just you know, direct me and just push me in. And it's such, such a blessing like that. They already have the structure, right. like amazing team already and everything. It's, it's amazing. I'm, and another yeah. thing you mentioned too is that you have teenagers who are involved yes. in, in children. Mm-hmm. See, that's a, that's a very good thing. Yeah. Because not only does that help the children's ministry, mm-hmm. it keeps the young people involved in the church. Yes. And ministry. How many? How many? How many? So over like about? 20, probably 20, really? 22. Yes. It's, it's amazing because we've seen this so many times. There's this uh, person who just graduated and he's going off to college and he's going to go into a kids ministry. And he grew up like from sixth grade, you're allowed to join the ministry team. And because of that, it enables them to learn skills and to grow and to be discipled. And it also, yeah, helps us. It's an amazing system. So by the time they graduate, they know how to speak to kids. They do lessons. They know dance motions. They know how to be with kids and, and talk with them and help them. And it's an amazing discipleship program, not well, just for the kids. When are they involved with the children? Is this on Wednesday or Sunday? Sundays. Sunday. So we have two services on Sunday, a 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. So our goal is to have one team. We have two teams, um, like of 10. And one team helps out with the 9 o'clock, and they do all the, you know, the stuff. And then 
on eleventh o'clock we have them go into service. Right. And then the clock, the other team that was sitting for the nine o'clock, they help with the eleven o'clock. So I love it. So they still, we want them to still be in service sure. and still learn and 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 be in the sanctuary. So there's no youth church as far as teenagers. Not on, on Sundays. On Sundays. So they, yep. what, when do they do that? On Wednesdays. That's the main. That's the main focus for for Wednesday night. Um, for youth, it's okay. they have a massive service. We have a youth pastor as well that is in charge of that, and they're thriving. And it's perfect because then it helps them to be firm in yeah. their foundation. It's just it just works all all the way together, and it's amazing. Well, somebody has planned this out well. Yes, <laughs> and no. I'm, I'm sure it's probably been a course of a few years right. that they've developed this mm-hmm. concept. But I love the uh, the idea of having these young people involved with the children. Yeah. That's just a blessing as such, and to be able to. Well, I heard somebody say this one time who was a church growth person he says i think it's easier to start a church with two services than one mm. because you get to do exactly what you're talking about there right but then people have to commit themselves to be there yeah. for it's actually more. both so yeah yes mm-hmm. it's more work mm-hmm. on them but if you if you start a church with that concept this is the way we do things mm-hmm. then as people come in this is this is the way we do things. Yeah, and they right. Just, they exactly. Just, yeah, being consistent. Right, and they just learn it and they just do it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, yeah, I'll give credit to Pastor Perry Dismore because he did a great job setting up that ministry team thing. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing system, and and I love it. How long has he been in the church? He's been there for eight years. Eight years. Mm-hmm. Did he come from Wisconsin to here? Yeah, a long time ago. He his story is amazing because he started off. He went to the same school I went to in North, North Central University in Minneapolis and then came here to be a youth pastor in Wakulla uh, in Crawfordville a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so then he became a head pastor in Panama City for a while for like, I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the years, but for a decent that's fine, amount. That's fine. We get the concept. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he went all the way to Illinois and was a head pastor in, and then, um, for after a while of being a head pastor, the BGMC director, which is like the missionaries uh, giving to for missionaries for kids, and he said, "Have you ever thought about being a kids pastor?" And it's funny because usually, uh, you know, head pastors don't become kids pastors. Usually, it's the other way around. They think of it's like right. a stepping stone, but no, he it was the reverse for him, and he ended up becoming the children's pastor or the family's pastor. For Freedom Church, after a while, and it's it's been such a blessing. He's he's amazing. So he left, and Tallahassee called him back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it was it was amazing yeah. thing. It's funny how that happens sometimes. But uh, um, what I have discovered over the years, this is just uh, life's experience, is that the, the call of God will will settle itself mm-hmm. over a process of time. Yeah, because I find a lot of times people are they're, they're still searching it out. They're, they're not absolutely sure exactly what God's saying in their lives, what God's calling them to do. Mm-hmm. But then somehow or another, God has a way yeah. of bringing that assurance into people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And then they'll look back and they go, well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so content now. Yeah. Because they found it. They found yeah. it. They found out what it is that mm-hmm. God was saying to them, what God had for them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they have to try other areas. Mm-hmm. So, but now he's going, didn't you say he's transitioning back? To executive pastor. So not the head pastor, but... Um, yeah, so he'll be in charge of kind of like a pastor. I don't know how to say this, but I'm not for sure exactly, but executive pastor. So he'll be a pastor kind of to the pastors, you know, and, and to everyone else. But he's he's so well-versed and well-around. So he he's great with 
so many different people. And he's also going to be focusing on trying to do what he did with the ministry team with adults. And so we can have a wow. whole team together and we're, you know, you know, one, one body, you know, for right. one focus to help more people come to Jesus. And since it works so well with the teens, we're hoping to implement that with adults. So that will be one of his focuses as well. So it's exciting because we're going to have. Uh, a ministry team summit in two weeks. We're going to all get together and oh, have wow. a showcase for all of our ways we can serve. So we're hoping to do that as well. A little for brainstorming adults. going on. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I stuff. love that. Mm-hmm. I, I love you know when you get the time to do it and you bring people together and you and you get uh, something like that together. It's great. It's amazing how when people start thinking. And then the Holy Spirit just begins to move. You can come up with some pretty creative ideas. Yeah. I remember one time when I was serving on the National Youth Council with a group of Bible churches, our director, he said this. He said, pretend that you had a million dollars, money was no object. Mm. What is it that you would want? In other words, he he was inviting us to dream. Mm. And it's amazing how we did that process. That was probably 30, 40, maybe 40 years ago. Wow. I look back on that, and one of the things that we we dreamed, and I was mm-hmm. on that council, was that, that there would be a, a manual that would explain who open Bible is and what we believe. And then the, we ended up with this thing called uh, the We Believe Manual of mm. the Open Bible Church. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best publications that I've ever seen to just explain who we are wow. and explain the different doctrines of the open Bible churches, which would be very similar yeah. to your mm-hmm. organization, the Assemblies of God. Mm-hmm. The other thing was a uh, that we, we dreamed that there would be a place, uh, a mission station someplace where youth groups could go to mm. to do missions. That's cool. Now in Tijuana, Mexico, we have a place called uh, – Point to Amistad. It's called Bridge of Friendship. Wow. It's a literal place that a youth group can go down there. There's just lodging. Mm-hmm. And then there's a ministry team there that will take you out. And you can do Sunday school in Tijuana. Well, I've gone down there to help build a church. Or not, not, not a church, a, a house wow. for people. That's cool. That's an actual place that actually exists <laughs> because... Our director said, dream, dream. just dream. That's so that's awesome. what y'all going to be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's right. exciting. I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so cool because God is the creator and we're made in his image. So therefore we can create, you know, bringing glory to him and make things, you know, to bring glory to him. And that's what it's all about. So Absolutely. It, it's cool. So now as you have assessed your situation as a children's pastor mm-hmm. of the church, do you, do you have any dreams of things that you say, I, well, I'd like to see this happen because you've already got so much going on. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it's exciting because I've made YouTube videos ever since I was 17. So, man, I'm 24 now. So, yeah, like 77 years. And after a while, I, I started to think like and believe that God has called me to use videos for ministry and to be a good influence for kids and to help them know that Jesus loves them or whatever. But because I know how much now children are on YouTube and they really look up to these people who are not really living for Jesus. And, and I'm like, what if, what, what if there's a Christian pers- person who did videos and what if there's someone who could 
lead them to Jesus and be a, a good influence on their life. So that's been on my heart for a long time. And I've made videos for a long time and used social media to bring glory to God and tell people about Jesus. And it's been so, so cool. So I'm really excited to implement making videos on a whole new level for children. Now, what does that look like? Are you using live people? You use animation? Okay, yeah, live people, I would say, and just doing... The, so there's like a lot of YouTube challenges that kids love. They love to watch and they eat it up and it's crazy. So there's like challenges. There's 24-hour challenges. Not saying that I'm going to do this, but there's like... And then there's vlogs. There's just crazy things. Uh, that people do and the kids like so now i'm trying to figure out how can i implement this into kids ministry and so i'm super excited we're planning on using videos as well as just to go along with the message of sharing the gospel and in using that so we're super excited um to use that for kids ministry because and just just to think about just how generation z is now there's so many Every kid's growing up. Well, do with you film this with your, your cell phone? Nope, I have a camera. I bought a camera when I was uh, probably like five years ago now. Um, something that that was just I so, wanted so, to. So, um, yeah. Will you be staging events? Or yeah, you could like build sets, um, build, uh, make skits, write, write skits, um, write a manuscript of what to say. Um, or we could. There's like reaction videos yeah. too, and we just yeah. So it's. It's all, honestly depends on the the idea, but we want to implement it for the Bible story, and just just to have them engaged yeah. in whatever we do. So you'll be using some of your children from the children's ministry. Um, I don't know if they'll be in it. We're we're wondering if we could have like a highlight or something where we could show them. Um, it's funny because my uh, my other. Had pass, not had pastor a pastor back in I I was volunteered and the youth pastor talked about like spiritual amnesia or people forget all the things God has done and he talks about how taking pictures and videos can remind them like right. when they were right. at camp and right. when they were on their knees worshiping God and and when God like moved in their life and sometimes like in a couple of years they're like oh why would I want to do that or like why would I want to go to back to camp it's not that's it's not that great but when they show them that video and all the amazing right, things right. God did in their life it's so so worth it and I think that's why videos can be an amazing tool and also I've been seeing um, social media I've I don't know. I've been. I love using social media because it can be used for a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. to, yeah, don't get me wrong. But for a while, it's always been on my heart. So it's been so cool. Now I use social media to post prayer videos, and it's been so so cool to see over like four hundred thousand people see this really? video of me praying all over the world, from like India, Africa, Indonesia, Mexico, all over the world hear me pray for them and a lot of times i share the gospel i share like jesus dying on the cross for their sins and it's so cool because i do believe social media can be used to bring glory to god and to reach people but, and but I, you're you're filming these things right you're yes filming, but you have to have other people involved right right um not always sometimes yeah. it depends what i do sometimes i just have sometimes i do just have a phone and i film me and then i post it onto like instagram but for for like ministry, I do want people involved. It takes more of like a team, and and I learned a lot to have editing wow. skills and to stuff. So there's different aspects I like to do for like social media. 
some that I do on my own outside of, I've always been doing it for a while. And then ever since I got really involved with evangelism, I wanted to use social media and just in my own life. So you can tell who's watching it. I mean, there's, yeah. there, there's counters, right? Yeah, there. and then people will comment saying, like, I really needed this at this time. Wow. And then I've seen someone say, I want to start living for Jesus now. It's so cool. Yeah. And then you get people who say, like, this is on Instagram, people who say, like, oh, I don't believe in God. There's, like, Muslims who see this. There's mm-hmm. atheists. And you might get some hate comments. So, like, it's really cool to see. The message is getting out there. And I just want... so. God to use it and for God to be known and more people will hear about Jesus. So, so you're seeing this as a uh, a ministry, a personal ministry, mm-hmm. which may involve the which children's I wanted ministry, to, but it may be, not. Mm-hmm. In, other words, in other words, this is something you feel yeah. good to do because mm-hmm. I see it has great potential. Yeah, that that uh, you touch a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that, last this last month, two over two million people in the last month have seen my videos. It's amazing. I've never that is thought amazing. this, and God is so good. <laughs> and that's staggering like, in a way <laughs> when you yeah. think about it, that many people. Yep. So, so that you did here right here in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, a, most of the time I'm in my car or uh, I'm at the beach <laughs> filming like me just, and it's like a Bible verse sometimes, just something to inspire people. I've been realizing like it's hard to like convert people through social media. Sometimes they do. And I just, I had a message saying, hey, I want to learn more about Jesus. You're planting seed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And, and yeah. Very, yeah, that's very true. Yes. Yeah, so what's the fourth to sow? Yeah. That's what you're doing. And, yeah. But and I also got messages saying, "You're really inspiring me to live for Jesus. This is so encouraging." Or like, "I've been having such a bad day, and when I saw this, this really helped me." There you go. And yeah. so I'm excited to see how that goes too. Yeah. I, I know I'm like kind of all over the no, place. But that's okay because uh-huh. I'm I'm learning here from something from you. Yeah. Like, see, I'm I'm an older guy and I didn't grow up mm-hmm. with this type of technology. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know how to use it more mm-hmm. for the benefit, especially. Uh, in the uh, CYMI, which is my youth ministry. I'd yeah. like to know more about how right. I can reach young people. My big concern is just getting young people connected to the Word. Yeah. Because we've gotten so far away mm-hmm. from just young people just knowing the Bible, knowing anything about the Bible. Right, exactly. And uh, to be able to have a way that, that uh, mm-hmm. to just to just. Put yeah. the word out there. Point them. I mean, I'm on the radio every day, but I'm listening, but I'm I'm touching mostly an adult audience. Mm-hmm. Been here on 94.1. Mm-hmm. I want to touch the young lives, the young ones, yeah. with the gospel. Well, brother, we've had so much fun. Yeah, Believe it or not, awesome. it's time for us to pray what? because we're almost done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you for Elijah. And Lord, it's just been a great just to, just to hear his heart and what you're doing in his life and his ministry. Father God, I pray. I pray for Freedom Church, uh, Brother Perry, the ministry there, Father God. And Lord, I just pray you'd continue to use them for your glory and your praise. Father, we pray over our schools. Yes, God. I know the kids have already gone back on the young people. Mm. But Lord, we do pray for their schools, God. Father, we pray for our churches and our pastors, for our country, for freedom. And Lord, we just pray, God, that there'll be peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Till next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.